And one of the things that we really love about uh, the Radiothon is getting to learn about some of the things that are, I mean, more behind the scenes. We, we talk to doctors and nurses and, and patients, and we hear about the stuff that happens in the operating room and, and uh, in the treatment rooms. But so much of uh, what goes on at the hospital happens outside of those rooms. And Dossie Schloop is with us with, uh, with MU Healthcare. We've talked to her several years, and you always give us some great insights about some of those those other things that we maybe don't don't know so much about. That people don't think about. Exactly. Right? And so so kind of give us uh, maybe just the a general view of what it is that your department, the social workers program, you tell us what you guys handle. So our role is to see every admission and to help parents start acclimating to the fact that they have a very sick baby and that that baby is not going home with them. Which was not the plan, right? Everybody mm-hmm. looks forward to having a baby. They have the fantasy of what it's going to be like. And suddenly they're thrown into a really heart-wrenching situation. So we try to help them adjust to the environment, help them make decisions, sometimes very difficult, juggling needs at home. They could have other children. Sometimes they have jobs with unpaid leave. And so they have those bills that's unexpected. Uh, moms can't go back whether they have paid or unpaid leave. They need to recover. Right. Uh, sometimes their babies in the unit so long that they only get so many weeks off. And do they use it now while the baby's here or do they wait till they take the baby home so they could have that private time with their babies without all of us hovering? There are financial challenges. They have gas expenses or food expenses or if they're staying in town. Ronald McDonald House is full. Hopefully it won't be as much now that they're expanding, but then they have to pay for hotels if they can. There's just so much that they have to think about. Sometimes it's special equipment or even special formula. And, you know, that was a real problem last year. Just getting that special formula was really hard. So, you know, it's just really challenging. There's no easy way to get through this. So we help them with those logistics. Not any mom in that unit does not experience guilt. They all feel it, no matter if they've done everything right. They question themselves. They feel, I must have done something wrong. So helping them process with that, helping uh, communication with the team, setting up meetings all the time to help enhance the communication. People don't realize how long their baby could theoretically be there. And uh, it's hard to imagine. And they feel very isolated. They may have the best support system, but unless you've been in that unit and really experienced it, you really have no idea what it's like. And so it's hard to get that real support, compassion, you know, with that experience. We mentioned this earlier this morning, uh, not even as specific as what you're talking about, but it sounds like the, the, the people in the hospital that answer the questions that people don't even know they're going to have to ask. That's right. And it sounds like that's, that's a lot, kind yes. of a, a, a fancy name for, for what your department does. Yeah, a lot of it is helping, like you said, ask the questions they don't know what to ask. Yeah. Making sure they understand what they're being told. It is so overwhelming. They could lose the information after the first sentence of a conversation. You know, one thing that they hear suddenly stops the brain from twirling. And it's, you know, foreign. Who who thinks about that stuff? I always think if I was talking to a mechanic, I would have no idea what they're talking about. Because that's not my world. This is our world. We're comfortable with it. But when you think about being thrust into a world and not knowing these people who are taking care of your most precious person Mm -hmm. and just putting almost a blind trust that's really scary you know 
Dossie Sloops, who we're talking uh, with a social worker this morning and, and kind of give us an insight on some of the um, – it's all behind the scenes, but, I mean, kind of outside the uh, the operating room and that sort of thing. We were talking a little bit uh, before we turned the microphones on. What What's one of the things that you guys are focusing on now, maybe a, a, a struggle that a you're struggle. trying to take care of with the families? So – one of the things that, while on one hand we're so thrilled with the progress we make, we're also saving babies that are very, very small, as I'm sure you've heard, and end up needing continued high-tech care when they go home. So they are discharged on home ventilators, and the demand of that kind of care is impossible for any family with even the best support system to do. And so we do have to get private duty nursing in the home, and that is so hard. There just aren't enough nurses that do that. And it can extend the stay in the NICU for months to find nursing. So we have to get at least 12 to 16 hours, if not more, because they have to sleep or they have other kids or, you know, you have to be vigilant when your baby's on a ventilator Mm -hmm. and learning all the equipment and how to troubleshoot. Because if there's a snowstorm or something, the nurse can't show up, you know, if something happens. So that has been one of the biggest challenges right now to getting babies out of there once they're ready. I can only imagine just being a scared mom yeah. in in the NICU with my baby there and just wanting wanting you or one of your team members to be like, okay, stay by my side the entire time because I have no idea what I'm doing and you guys help navigate it so well. It is. It's a good word is navigation because it does take you into a place you would have never known existed. So many people say that I didn't know it was like this. I've seen it on TV, which is not quite the same. <laughs> right. And they think, oh, it's not like this. And then, you know, feeling isolated and separated from your baby. I mean, we're supposed to take our babies home, right? Right. It is heart-wrenching. And some people are hours and hours. We have a baby right now from Springfield. I mean, can you imagine that getting back and forth? It's so challenging. Even even if there's assistance, you know, whether it's charities or, you know, Medicaid pays for some, it's still not enough. Right. It's just n- never enough. And then worried about the kids at home or worried about the job or the animals. We have people who farm, you know, or, you know, need to work self-employed. They can't leave their work to somebody because there isn't a somebody. It's all them. So, I mean, there's so many challenges on top of the emotional drain and every challenge that they've never met before to think about we often have challenges that we've met before and so we know what works how we cope with those things and we can draw from that there's nothing like this that you can draw from it's just no comparison yeah that makes it so hard for people to just get through the system which is what lateral at social workers do is just help with that process okay well we we talk a lot about the the folks who've been with us for 18 years this is the 18th uh, radiothon and the folks who have given all that time you've seen a lot of the changes and you've seen some of the things that 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 money has gone towards we're talking to the folks who are in their cars this morning and saying okay we need to we need to keep donating for the things that are still to come uh what's what would be your message to those folks just to try to convince them about the importance and the need of of keeping the money coming into children's miracle network sure so i think it's really hard for people to understand exactly what we're talking about, the dynamics that our parents are going through, and anything that can help make that journey a little easier with contributions, anything, little things, even a little bit, is such a huge difference. Besides the 
financial piece, it shows a sense of support that the people in the community are thinking about you and knowing that you are going through a hard time. It's like I said, it's very hard for people to understand. And that, you know, money that's donated and shows that you really have them in their thoughts and really want to help. And while it can be an isolating experience, that money, that donation exactly. is almost like a little bit of a warm hug yeah. going, it's okay, we, we got you. We don't know what you're going through, but we'll be there every step of the way. And it's such a good feeling to give that, you know? Mm-hmm. People always say, what can I do? And they really mean it. So this is something you can do. And it makes me feel good when I give. That's a good feeling. I feel yeah. like I'm, I'm gifting something that's mm-hmm. important. Giving is important to the receiver. It's just as important to the giver, isn't right. it? Absolutely. That's great. Dazi, so so great to visit with you. We always learn something new when we talk with you. So thank you for taking the time. We appreciate it and hope you have a great rest of your day. All right? Thank you. And thanks for doing this. Our pleasure. Our pleasure. Once again, Dossie Sloop, a social worker at the hospital, kind of giving us that insight of, of those things. As we said earlier this morning, the questions that nobody knows to ask they know those questions and they know the answers to most of those questions. And if they don't know them, they're going to find them and just help support. We talked earlier this morning about when you give a donation, that's kind of, as Liz said, you, you're giving them a hug. I, I was thinking, putting their, your hand on their shoulder. This is pretty much the group of people who do that, who put the hand on the shoulder of these patients at the hospital and their family. So when you donate, you are supporting Dossie and all the folks that work for her. So we would encourage you to grab your phone this morning before the day gets away from you and become a miracle maker. It's a great time to do it because we have an anonymous donor who is tripling whatever it is that you give. So you become a miracle maker for 20 bucks a month. That becomes $60 a month. That is money that Dossie and her folks can use to give that hug to the patients and to their families who don't have any idea what the next day is going to bring them. 866-970-4483. 866-970-4483. Become a miracle maker with the Missouri Credit Union Miracles for Kids Radiothon on today's Best Country, Claire 99.